Welcome to another episode of the Design and Style Podcast. We are a podcast for designers, by designers. I am one of your co-hosts, Dixie, Dixie Willard Design. And with me, as always, this beautiful effervescent, Rachel with Rachel Moriarty Interiors. And we wanted to say that the Design and Style Podcast is brought to you by the Visibility Lab. The Visibility Lab is the only membership group that focuses on the latest strategies and tools to help you get more visible while showcasing your specific brilliance. We've got weekly online office hours with both of us, monthly topics, in-depth worksheets, and exclusive monthly trainings. I am so excited that we get to talk to Adam Jabko of the Design Bloggers Conference today. I know. The Design Bloggers Conference is something I have wanted to go to for a while now, so I'm super excited to get to talk to him and find out more about it. And I heard a rumor that it might be coming to somewhere near me, so we'll have to ask him about that. Yeah. If it comes to the East Coast, we get to go together next year. I'm so excited. That would be fabulous. I know. So let's go talk to Adam. So Adam, why don't we start with some interesting facts about Adam that aren't on your on your typical bio, on that LinkedIn, uh, you know, not the LinkedIn version. Well, uh, interesting facts about me. Um, well, there's, there's a couple things I would say, you know, that have some application to our world that we have in common in design and content and, and, and social media, which is that um, when I was 12 years old, I went to my first Grateful Dead concert in 1971. And I saw um, Grateful Dead, The New Rise of the Purple Sage, and The Allman Brothers. It's probably not the kind of stories you get on your podcast. Right? <laughs> but um, very quickly, I realized that there was something different about it, besides that I enjoyed the music. And as I got older and got into through business and so forth, one of the things that I realized was that the Grateful Dead went about things in a way that was a little different than everybody else in the music industry. And I like people who turn left or zig when they're, when everybody else is zagging. And um, as I got older and started to really uh, start blogging and get involved in social media and, you know, create media for bloggers and for social media enthusiasts and all of that. One of the things that I realized was that, um, the Grateful Dead actually were performing content marketing. And that was one of the things that made them quite different, which was they gave away their goods where nobody else did. They gave away their music for free. They had recording sections. And uh, they realized very early on what their economic engine was. And I remember when I started to talk to interior designers about blogging and social media that in the beginning, a lot of people said, well, what do I create? What do I write? And, you know, what should I write about? And um, I can't give away my secrets. I can't give away, if I write about how, how great design comes together, um, I'm kind of losing. And, and I, you know, what I realized was like the Grateful Dead were able to execute uh, as the highest grossing touring band over a 50 year period. And they gave every inch of their music away after they played it. And what they realized is if they shared with people what people respected them for, that when it came to the execution of that, that they will show up and they will pay. And it's the same thing with design, which is if you share constantly and answer questions that people have about design, that people will 
uh, come to you when they're ready to execute. And so the, why did I have Grateful Dead on my mind this morning? Because as you know, Rachel, uh, both of us were well geared for the pre-sale of this coming summer tour. We're a bunch of us kind of old fogies who grew up with these guys, continue to continue to watch them and pay to go see them. That's right. I just, in fact, I just got a text as you were talking about the Grateful Dead telling me my tickets uh, have been purchased. So, oh my gosh, I have never heard it like that. Part of why Dixie and I started our visibility journey with um, small firms and solo firms was because we were in um, groups and masterminds and coaching groups and stuff with other, you know, designers. And there was always be, you know, new designers coming in that were just starting their journey. And we would hear that time and time again. They were, first of all, they were terrified to push publish on their blogs, you know, when they started their blogs and the other, you know, all of that, they couldn't think of content and, um, and then they were worried about giving this, the secrets, you know, which Google has all the secrets, right? (laughs) Google has all the secrets, right? right? Um, so, you know, I, I just loved what you just said about, um, you know, Dixie and I have created this community and we give away, uh, we really pour into it. I don't even say give it away. I really, we really pour our passion out and f- let it flow. Right. 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 Um, so I love that. I absolutely love that analogy. And, and, and you know, can- there was one, one other thing I, I just wanted to add on to this yesterday. I went to, uh, to a movie. Uh, I saw the post. I don't know if you have seen the no, post. It's about when Catherine Graham, um, uh, and Meryl Streep plays Catherine Graham at the Washington Post when they had the Pentagon Papers about the cover-up of the Vietnam War and whether they should publish and whether they should risk um, the, the Post and the, the future of the Post because there was an injunction placed by Richard Nixon on anybody disclosing further uh, national secrets. And, you know, she had to make a big decision and she was sitting with, uh, as a third generation, I believe, uh, or, you know, CEO and, and guardian of, of the Post, uh, she had to make a decision, which was she was looking at lots of, uh, she was looking at information that they had that they could publish the next day, that lots of presidents may, did not make the right decision to create content or to uh, make a decision about something that was in the better good of the country because they didn't want to have be responsible for being in office when America withdrew or lost its first war. And what Catherine Graham had to do was she had to say, this is about freedom of the press, our ability to express ourselves freely. And I have high risk in publishing this stuff, but look at all of the presidents that didn't make a high risk decision on their reputations and how many boys died during that war. And in essence, she protected the right for us to self-publish um, as designers, as anyone, as wine bloggers, uh, by protecting the First Amendment and not succumbing, as lots of bloggers have to do in so many countries, where they don't have the freedom to share and express um, what, they be- what they're passionate about and what they believe is right. And so this blogging thing that we talk about as self-branding and so forth is actually a fundamental right of us in this country um, to express ourselves and to uh, not be concerned about government 
uh, intervention and so forth. And it puts another light on what we take for granted of we can blog and we can express ourselves on social media and we don't have to wait to go to another country or get a, uh, an indiscreet connection to the web so that we can say what we really believe. And at the most fundamental level, forget the business and the branding side, we're exercising uh, our rights as free human beings when we create content. And that's a really big deal. A little esoteric, but a really big deal. I love that. Now, okay, so it's our job then. <laughs> it's, it's our duty as good citizens. As good citizens to publish. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me wonder, how did you come up with the concept for the Design Bloggers Conference? Well, th that's a, that was really simple, actually. You know, I was um, publishing regional magazines. Um, I, I had acquired um, 11 regional magazines, magazines like Atlanta Homes and Lifestyle, Mountain Living, Colorado Homes, Seattle Homes, Kansas City Home and Garden, all of these magazines around the country. And so I was getting to know the design industry on a local basis. And then, you know, 2008 hit and the industry went to crap. And um, people stopped advertising because they didn't sense that there was opportunity in the market. And so we really took a big hit financially um, during that period, as a lot of companies in our industry did. And um, we started to fool around with social media because it was just kind of something that made us smile at a time that a lot of people weren't smiling. And we also started to notice that, you know, bloggers, these people who are creating blogs like Paloma Contreras uh, back in 2007 and six, and the, the names just go on and on and on, right? Um, I, 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 Anne Sage, who is back and going strong now. And a lot of these bloggers back then um, were showing up in Google. You know, you do a search and they were number one on Google. And it was like, take you back to their blog. And it just got me interested. So I started writing a wine blog. And it's called Wine's Egg, which I launched in 2009. And then in 2009, I launched a social media solution service for the interior design industry to create blog content for interior designers. And we expanded it beyond design and we had 4,000 clients and it was a really big business. And I then went to a wine bloggers conference because I was writing about wine and it was changing my world on a very personal as well as business level. And um, I couldn't believe what happened that I was able to connect with about 250, 300 people that I'm connected with every day online but that I don't have the ability to connect in person with. And if all you can do is exist online, then it's just not all worth it because where the are, you know, online likes and interactions, connections feel good, but living good happens in person and living well and having business results. So um, I just said, let's do this for the design industry. And I didn't know one design blogger at that point. And I, uh, called up 10 top design bloggers and i said you know would you be on my advisory board would you speak would you come you know i'll pay you to come i'll pay you to speak but please promote it for us so everybody loved the idea not all 10 agreed six of them did and those six basically wrote posts and i never spent a dollar on advertising and i wasn't connected to a lot of design bloggers and we ended up with 230 people in Los Angeles 
who paid X amount of dollars to come to the design bloggers conference and they loved it. And I was kind of stuck with it from that point on. <laughs> oh my gosh. You just made our hearts sing uh, when you talked about living good happens in person. We always talk yeah. about, um, as we focus on visibility, we talk about online, of course, um, but we always say the gold standard is in person. Absolutely. Right? Definitely, definitely clenches relationships. when you Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and not only that, but I mean, design is a visceral, physical thing. And there are people who are attempting to do, you know, digital design remotely and things like that. But, you know, my sense is that great designers embrace the physical, architectural, and emotional aspects of a project. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's like that with any relationship, as you say, you know, it's yeah. really important to be there in person. I do. I do do digital design. That's how I started because I started yeah. a, a side, as a side hustler when I was in um, private banking. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, so I've, I mean, I also though, eventually I've had one client that we've done like 13 projects. I've done her parents staging wow. and now she's just, I'm actually doing a staging because she had a parent die. And so we're um, virtually staging. I've done coworkers and all that. So I had to go finally and go, I'm in San Diego and she's in Tucson. I had to go right. meet her and, you know, and kind of take pictures <laughs> of some of the things. So, you know, again, those two things, you know, I'm not on a platform where it's $49 design. It's still a regular design service, you know, from my, from me, um, it's very personal. And now with the use of video, I can video update. I use video for everything. So you Just found, you like found this. a way to make the technology work. It, it's still um, very personal. Right. And I know you, that you're not going to be able to be your best unless you are connected in yes. a personal way. And, um, and so you found a way to do it and bravo to you. But again, it comes down to that personal connection, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I love that. Um, I wanted to talk about, speaking of, that's actually a perfect segue, you know, video, everyone's like video, 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 uh, live streams. I did a year straight of uh, right. live streams on my page and so many things happen. So many magical connections happen through that. Um, and are you, do you have any vloggers or any plans to incorporate vloggers? Cause I have so many people that I follow on YouTube as well. And yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, no, no. Yeah. The, uh, first of all, the answer is no in this particular session. And I mean, in terms of our speakers, there are lots yes. of people who are doing video. Yes. And it's an interesting thing. We we've covered video, you know, I mean, leading up to, um, you know, the kind of revolution of the visual web and um, how visual marketing has become the thing. Um, we, we were covering it and we had people speak. We had YouTube there speaking oh. at the bloggers conference. And it's, it's very interesting. If you take a look around other industries uh, where you see video stars forming, you know, mm -hmm. young teenagers who make cupcakes online and <laughs> open boxes. <hundreds> of thousands. <laughs> um, there's a thing about that. And for some odd reason, in the design industry, very few people have effectively figured out how to use YouTube as a platform for design marketing. 
And I think that a lot of interior designers are having trouble getting over the hump of the perfection of video as they once thought about it versus the kind of video you probably use and execute, and uh, which is real-time, real-life reporting and uh, an authentic kind of video. And so there's this thought that it's expensive and it's time-consuming and it's hard to do and execute. And when we know it's not, and we know that the marketing platforms are getting better and better and that uh, the amount of video content that's being created all over is exponentially increasing 100%, 200% every year or something. And so I wish we could do more on video, but it's not one of our, not one of the highly rated sessions that we do when we try to execute it. Well, like even last year you had uh, Studio McGee there and they mm -hmm. do the perfect, they have a huge blog mm -hmm. and they do gorgeous video. So right. it, it's right. great. Yeah, yeah, we had. I remember when we had uh, Stacy Bukas and Susanna Sock, who who Susanna started to do video production with with Stacy. And these two people are great content creators, and we had them there, and it just wasn't resonant. Um, you know, I think the live broadcasting, like you're doing podcasting, are things that are more on the tips of people's tongues these days. Not that it's for everybody, and never you can get the volume in those platforms that you do in blogging or in social media use in general on the bottom the big social platforms. But um, it, it's just, it just for some odd reason is not, you know, what we're trying to do is try to find ways to help people think about content as a way to build a personal brand towards a, towards a successful and, and meaningful outcome in their business. And if people are going to resist a certain path, we're just going to kind of move to an area that we feel that is, is legitimately helpful to them. And it's not to say that there isn't huge opportunity in the design industry for excellent video marketing. And I will tell you that there is. And I haven't seen a, a lot of people doing it. A few people are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It'll, it'll be interesting to see how things – because even, like, even though I do video – it's getting easier to edit like that perfectionism Absolutely. isn't going to get is going to like fall off because the editing software i mean there's so much even you can do on your phone today Absolutely. and just pull uh you know raw stuff from facebook and then you know it's, it's amazing right. so it'll Absolutely. be interesting to see how Absolutely. that evolves right um you had ken folk there last year who oh my gosh I, wasn't and, and Michelle um, Nussbaumer. Nussbaumer, yes. I love that you bring in that aspect of, um, yeah. of, of the authors in there, too. Yeah. So. yeah, one of the things, when I launched the Design Bloggers Conference, we had basically three or I think three main objectives for it. One was to be able to provide content um, that... Um, the people who are actively creating content online um, can use to enhance their content creation practice, to become better bloggers, to understand how the web works, uh, to understand digital marketing techniques, but to do it in the safety of their community so that they don't have to go to some geeky, um, you know, tech conference to understand yeah. how WordPress works or, yeah. or whatever. And they can do safety of their work. Second uh, was we wanted to provide the ability for people to connect with people that they 
up till that point was that we're only able to connect with online. Third was as a blogger and as somebody who creates content, you run your life by a content calendar. And so wherever you are, you're thinking about what kind, how can this be my next piece of content? Or how do I work what I'm doing into my agenda for creating content? And so we said, you know what? We got to give everybody content. So we ended up bringing in, you know, a bunch of people like him, folk. And we've had every, you know, the market centers bring, you know, these big names in one or two or three at a time um, to try and attract design people, you know, designers to come to market centers when up to a certain point that we're struggling to get the designers to come to those market centers. Um, and they felt like if they felt like a design place, a designy place with lots of famous people there, that people will come. What we do is bring them there so that people have content. They can take photos with them. They can listen to the inspiration of a Bunny Williams, of a, you know, a, a, think of whoever we had last year, right? This year we'll have Miles Red and, um, and that's pretty cool. And, and Justina uh, Blakeney, which and I Justina Blakeney. Oh, so and excited. Goes on and Jamie Drake and um, it just, just, it goes on the list. I forget the one. I know. I'm going to the next one for me. But um, we spent a whole year curating these, these folks. So really those stars, those design stars are there to be content for bloggers who are there and have taken time out to connect and to learn. And also while they're there, they can gather some content for blog posts that week. You know who was one of my favorites? Stacy. Stacy Quinstall? Yeah, and talking yeah. about, and may, it, I don't think it's, I, I, you know, I came up to design through being a photo stylist. And so that's- Oh, okay, what that's what she is. I know, and so, it, but it wasn't just me. I mean, everybody, because of Instagram and Facebook posts and our own websites and our own portfolios, listening to her talk about how to style a kitchen right. or how to, I mean, amazing. That was one right. of my favorite. Well, you know what, when, when we bought New England home um, in 2005 or 2006, Stacy was working for New England home and it's 2018 and Stacy has continued to work for us at New England home since then, as well as a lot of the national magazines in New York. Plus she started Dooms and Duchess and but more than that, Stacy is a one of the great authentic characters in our industry. And character is a bad word for her, but just an authentic person. I'm having lunch with her on Thursday because I've actually made her my co-MC for the event now. And uh, Stacy has done some of that work with us. We have the New England Design Hall of Fame uh, that Stacy is the MC for. And um, she's just a very special person who gets something very unique she gets she has an amazing design sensibility she has an amazing eye but she also has an amazing business sensibility and she understands and it's very not everybody's that right and left brain and she's got both so good for you to kind of latch on to her i think that she's a special person oh that's awesome yeah, yeah she was very authentic when i watched her um what is his title? Lord Spencer or well, yeah. I watched her interview him. I was like, Oh my gosh, I would have, I would have been so nervous. <laughs> it's very funny because I, uh, when we, we recruited, uh, Earl, Earl Spencer. Earl, Yes. I'm like, what is his title? He's a Lord. He's a Lord. Uh, <laughs> when we brought him in, 
um, we got a document that was a protocol document of how to refer to him and how first time, how to refer to him the second time, how to greet him, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I, I that's not me. You know, I, you know, I don't do that kind of stuff. So I, I, Stacy was the perfect person. I knew the minute I said, Stacy, look, when he shows up at the hotel, I need you to greet him outside. I need you to get him into a room and make him feel like a million bucks. And then I need you to interview him. And she was like, Absolutely. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and he's so down to earth though to on his he's a great, end. He was a really good guy. Yeah. yeah. He seemed yeah. he was funny. Like it was totally I totally expected dry yeah. and yeah. he was very engaging. Yeah. And awesome. Theodore Alexander has done a great job with his line. He's got a fantastic line uh, of stuff. If you like old furniture, you know, looking furniture that's recreated really nice so if there was one thing you could tell the people who have never been there there are a few people i think um who've never even heard of the design blog yeah. or just what? starting to hear of it yeah, yeah just starting to hear it on the app if you're talking to my husband yeah yeah well it's a <laughs> thing. you know it's a boutique event and we keep it such it's kind of getting harder last year we burst over the 400 mark this year we're going to approach 500 people and um, essentially, it's the first thing I'll say is it's not just for bloggers. It's for any design professional uh, who is willing to at least suspect that there's been some digital interference in the business models that we've come to be comfortable with in the design industry. And um, in the beginning, like I said, when I, in 2011, when we did our first event, mainly bloggers that showed up because at that point there was no Instagram, there was no Pinterest, there was no Viet, there was no Cherish, there was no First Dibs, there, just go down the line, right? And when you look at design blogs back then, even today, it's an image and a little text, image, text, image, text. And bloggers were inventing Instagram on their blogs um, because they didn't have a better platform to do it. And then, of course, we started to have, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and Pinterest and bup -bup -bup and, you know, and video and YouTube. YouTube wasn't around in 2011, I don't think. Maybe it was around 2008. I can't remember. But it's not that long ago. Look up when YouTube started. It will blow your mind. And so um, back then it was for bloggers, but we always knew that the reason people would come was to connect and find opportunities to um, build their personal brands, but also they would come because we were at least watching the leading edge digital marketing and branding activity in the design industry and feature the right kind of content that will help people manage that process better, take some of the fear out of it. So where originally we were like 90% bloggers and five or 10% designers who were messing with, with, um, with uh, content marketing in some way on social media, we are now approximately 25% bloggers. And 50%, you mean pure bloggers, people who blog as their primary activity. Um, they do everything else on all the other social platforms, but blogging is their thing. They don't practice design as a income for an income stream. But now, 
I would say about 60% of our attendees are designers who have used are use or architects or landscape architects, design professionals who uh, builders, right, who use digital and content marketing or have people in their company do it or want people in their company to do it and they don't understand it themselves or they have a young person that they want them to do it so they send them to the event so they can go bring back all this good stuff and execute it for them. Only about 20, 25% now are bloggers and then the rest are brands. We have about 100 people coming from brands, which becomes a huge opportunity, which is exactly what we wanted because that's where brands and bloggers and influencers get to connect. And so if you're a designer or a digital or an architect or somebody who is a novice at this or hasn't even gotten at it but is curious about it, the event's for you. And we keep it super cheap. It's somewhere around three, four, five hundred $500 or something to come to the event. You can't go to events for that amount of money. But we always do that because we want to make it accessible to people who may not be pulling in an income in design but are executing content strategies. I love that. For that price to be able to get to go and meet that many people, brands. It's, yeah, brand. It's, right, exactly. It's, you know, it's funny. Somebody just left a comment on one of our blog posts this weekend or Friday and said, you know, hey, this is my first event, first time coming. Do you have one tip? And I said, that is like a great question. Nobody's ever, you know, how do I get the most out of the event, Right. Well, the first thing I told was to bring a ton of business cards. And the second thing was speak to 10 people every day that you have never met before. And thirdly is pick the Sunday um, workshops carefully. I think we have 10 or so different sessions running on the opening day on Sunday, starting at one o'clock, because it's easy to go to things, everything else is general sessions after that, but on that day, it's easy to go to things you're comfortable with, but there are a lot of things that you're uncomfortable with, which is why you're at this event. And the more you can make yourself uncomfortable at DBC, the more you're going to get out of it. And that's the best I can tell somebody like that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to insert a little in-person tip here. Yes, ma'am. When you're, at, when you're somewhere like that, and you have all these people you don't know, here's what you do. You go up to someone and go, hi, I don't think we've met yet. Exactly. <laughs> I'm Dixie. Dixie's the master. Like you know everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's perfectly acceptable because nobody else knows each other either. That's why right. you're here. Right, right. <laughs> I'll never and forget this one designer. I'm sorry, did you want to no, say No, 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 no. Go ahead, please. I'll never forget this one designer. Uh, i trying to remember her name. And uh, she's become a good friend. I'm just terrible with names. <laughs> Um, but uh, she essentially was at the Sunday night cocktail party. I could see she didn't know anybody. And um, I was taking a group of people out to dinner and I walked up to her, I said, would you like to have dinner? Never met me before, didn't know who I was. And she looked at me like, who is this guy? You know, is, um, is he trying to pick me up or something like that? And, and I said, I understand what you're thinking. It's not that, this is my conference. You're walking around, you look like you're alone. You came here so you can meet people. And there's 10 of us going out to dinner. And why don't you join us? And she was really taken aback. And she's actually been a designer in some of our show houses now and stuff like this. But 
she was taken aback and I had to bring people who I was going to dinner with to prove to her that I was not paying on her. <laughs> right, right. Dinner day or something like that. And she's never forgotten that moment. And if she and she believes that it's launched a lot of what she's done, a lot of the outcomes since that day wow. were because she met all of the people that night. So I, I can't stress that enough that uh, and if it took a long time for people to make me understand how important that networking was at that event, because my focus all year is who's doing the best stuff and can I get them on the stage? And, um, and that's how I spend my year in the design industry. Always in the back of my mind is not always where my next bottle of wine or where my next dead show is. It's <laughs> going to be on my stage this year. And that is a very uh, careful curation process. But everybody keeps saying to me, you know, after a while, you can start to put anybody up there because it's really just the networking that is important. So I literally pray for someone like you to walk up to me when I'm in events because I am, people never believe it. I am the most awkward turtle in person. You? Like I can, yes, I can do, I can live stream all day long from the comfort of my home, talking to my phone. Yeah. I can podcast talking to you on video conferencing yeah. all day long. Yes. Get me in person. I am like a complete awkward turtle. <laughs> so if you ever see me standing in the corner of the room, come save me. Somehow I never think I would see you there, but that's fine. <laughs> you, you will be saved. <laughs> I didn't believe it either, but I've seen it in person. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nobody ever believes me. I'm a total awkward turtle. That's yeah. amazing. I right. love that. And so, what I was, so, yeah, go ahead. No, what I was going to say though, this isn't for people. This networking piece is so real because there, you have it set up so that in between the breaks is meant the way you have set it up is meant mm -hmm. to go talk to brands, go talk to other people. Oh, it's yeah. small enough where you're comfortable you pretty much can meet a lot of people, you know, in, in one go. It's not like market where it's just so spread out that, you right. know, you can be on one side of, you know, whatever in this right. building on this floor and, you know, it's hard to connect. Right. It's not hard to connect in that environment, which no, I love. No, no. Exactly. No. And um, we we're trying, you know, we always try to, you know, it can look official. It's a big ballroom. There's 400 people sitting in it as a stage, but we try and break it down and make it not feel that way. Hopefully that comes across that, yeah, no. that you know, sure. you know we're, we're just all a bunch of people trying to figure it out. But um, this year we've changed the event around a little bit. Um, if, it, if, if you think that would be worth just touching on because it involves this networking piece, um, which is um, the first thing is that right now we have 40 sponsoring brands that are, uh, actually sponsoring to be there. And then we have like another 30 or 40 brands that just pay to attend. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so all of those people are looking for people. And so indeed, we've given more time with the sponsoring brands. We've also created different formats for the sponsoring brands this year. And meaning there will be lounges that some of the brands have just established for themselves and so forth. The other thing is, some of the brands have created premium seating. And so uh, one of the things that I've always wanted to do since we're the design industry was to take out the first two rows and to have some amazing uh, brands and manufacturers set up little gorgeous luxury seating vignettes 
that uh, you can kind of hang out in and hang out afterwards with the brands and so forth like that and get to know the brands. So we have some of that going on. The other thing is we are starting early on Sunday and we've broken it into two tracks. One track is really more about design content and one track is really more about internet marketing. And you can go to one of the, yeah, and they run simultaneously, but you can bounce back and forth. Um, and that's really powerful because it's smaller groups. It's, you're going to, some of them will be tend to be more workshoppy and uh, you'll be able to interact a little bit more on that day. We did that and packed a lot of content into Sunday. So everybody's got to remember to show up Sunday by noon um, so that we could break early on Tuesday because on Tuesday we wanted to get out of the hotel and get people connected. So we have two events going on right after that at one o'clock. One is uh, gonna be at Hollywood at Home um, and Peter Dunham's gonna give a talk and is gonna host a nice reception at Hollywood at Home. And then there'll be time to kind of shop around La Siena, get together and so forth. But then secondly is um, uh, Ron Woodson and Jamie, um, I'm trying to remember, anyway, Ron and Jamie, um, who are speaking and are doing an amazing talk on cause marketing because they established something called Save Iconic Architecture. It's a great not-for-profit organization. A lot of the projects they're working on in LA involve iconic architecture. We're going to have a tour that they're going to run of uh, some select iconic architecture that we have room for, I believe, 70 or 75 people for. So again, we're doing these things so people can connect, um, you know, at cocktail parties, during breaks, um, in small sessions, outside the event, and then just in the event as well. And um, I, I just can't think of um, any other ways in two and a half days that we can pack more stuff in. And then it finishes on Tuesday night, we're going to be throwing a party at Lori Dennis's house. And everybody at the Design Blogs Conference is, is invited to it. There's registration now for it. If you hadn't signed up for that, when you registered. I haven't seen that. I thought, I, all I saw was like a kind of a hint of, of a hint, something, but we it wasn't like. It was going to be at Lori's house. I just yeah. announced it on your. On your <laughs> Breaking uh, news. We were working it out a little bit with some of the sponsors and Lori and um it's gonna be amazing we're gonna have buses that'll take people around and so forth so if you haven't signed up for that yet um which is trying to get head counts it's a good idea to go back to your registration or to send an email to the email there and say hey i, I didn't register for this i would have registered early for the event i'm now reconsidering i mean i know it's a long drive but i could totally do it right you, you could get there it. it would take me longer Planet. to get there than it would be there <laughs> you can do it but Next year, we will be closer to you because uh, while I can't say what city that we will be in, we will be moving back to the East Coast. Um, and we're just in final negotiations now with a couple of cities and a couple of venues uh, to see that we get the right situation for everybody. Um, okay, so I want to just wrap up and talk about, I really want to get this in because there's a couple of things. Um, you have said a couple of things um, that I think it's so important for designers to understand. One, I heard you say that people buy you. And I think we've, we've talked about it, we've talked about it, but sometimes um, 
I feel like people don't listen to us after a while (laughs) or it feels like that anyway. So coming from you, I love, I love that you said that. And then I also have heard you, I think at the opening of last year's design bloggers talking about as a collective of design bloggers, designers that blog and, and bloggers that we have more, so much influence, you know, in, you know, even over print, I think is what, I'm I'm recollecting. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things we do is we check in on the uh, traffic uh, of every, uh, every blogger in attendance or any company that has a blog. And we aggregate that monthly page view traffic. And when we, you look at, and this is not a knock look, I'm in the print media business, uh, you know, too. Right. I mean, it's not one over the other, but what's fascinating is that of the, let's say, 150, 200 blogs, blogger, people who are blogging, not pure bloggers, but people who are blogging in our audience, um, I would say that um, if you took how, it's a fact, if you took House Beautiful, Architectural Digest, um, Traditional Home, and El Decor, and you combine all of their rate bases per month, that those couple hundred people in our audience reach more different people every month than all of those magazines combined. Now, obviously there are different value propositions and stuff like that, but there are 25,000 interior design blogs or lifestyle design blogs in the United States. If you think about the immense reach that's going on with that, the power of self-publishing has basically, and our ability to do it in our country freely, has given has given us a great uh, a great footprint, and you can't ignore the channel. One of the things about content marketing and a regular and creating blogs uh, or whatever you do, whether it be Instagram or uh, you have your own WordPress blog or whatever, is that um, if you hit a note with people and people can relate to who you are and what you stand for, they're more inclined to do business with you when they're ready to do business. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can't, I can't tell you how many people have come up to me and said, I like what you said. Can you do this for me? Not, I like what you did. I like the photos that you showed me. I like the results that you produced, but I like what you said. People have an affinity for things that they can relate to and that appeal to their greatest sensibilities and to their own personal value system. And so creating content is your ticket uh, that is just sitting there. It's a free ticket to letting the world know who you are. I know. I know. Use your voice. Got to use your voice. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I think that's a perfect place to end it. What do you think, Dixie? I think so. Okay. That was, I know, I know we're probably going to say this. You're like, time, but it was so much fun. <gasps> and, and so while we were recording, I may have looked up to see when exactly YouTube was founded. Did you? I did. Valentine's Day, 2005. It? Are you serious? I am. But I also didn't realize Amazon, it, it popped up in the same search. Amazon's been around since 1994. Whoa. So it's just yeah, it if you, goes to show that you may not know that something's been around quite as long as Yeah. Because the wild. visibility increased. 
<laughs> we had so much fun talking to Adam. He, he's so, the level he takes things to. I know. Like when he started talking about, you know, just the fundamental, you know, right mm -hmm. that we have and freedom of speech. And it's, you know, I've never really like taken it to that level, but. But it, it is. It so is. We should enjoy the heck out of it because we can. Yeah. I am so excited. I'm looking forward. And this was yeah. the first time I've actually even heard you consider <laughs> coming out to Los Angeles, like drive, getting in your car and driving to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So that's how good uh, yeah. our interview Yeah, with I am was. definitely there next time though, for sure. Yeah, me too. For sure. We'll be there together. We won't have to send flat Dixie next time. <laughs> this podcast was made possible in part through the support of our preferred partners, like the Design Network. The Design Network offers one of the most powerful to-the-trade e-commerce programs in the furniture industry, combining the top brands in furniture, the best prices, and unparalleled logistics all in one place. Go to www.thedesignnetwork.com to join the Design Network's Trade Direct program, create your designer profile, connect with new clients, and start shopping today.